podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a view from the bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today is Wednesday, the 22nd of February, 2023. My name is Patrick Smith. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter. You can also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and a load of your normal podcast providers. On this week's show, well, in six days, the Belfast Giants scored 22 goals, conceded two, shut out two teams, accumulated eight points, moved to the top of the Elite League stands and sent a wider Elite League fan base into fits of rage with a Mexican wave and a new signing on the roster. As things stand, we're on McLeod 9. Oh. We'll get to the game shortly. We'll get to the game shortly. Uh, Jeff Baum's our guest, and he'll join us to reflect on what's been going on the last week or two and look ahead, no doubt, to next week. Uh, we'll have a bit of news. Uh, we'll be going down to training. Mr. Mr. Kitchen's been down to training, and this weekend... Sees a dress rehearsal for the Challenge Cup final as the Giants travel to Fife and also take on the Glasgow clan. Um, Mr. McJimsey, how are you doing? Up and down, Patrick. I've got to be honest. I went to the fridge today and uh, I'm down to my last bottle of Suki from Christmas. So, <laughs> oh no, I was What's mom, right? and dad, mom and dad, oh, says mom and dad sorted me out with a wee eight pack of Suki there before I, before I came back. And uh, I'm down to my last black current one. Says it's on that uh, wee number there. We bit of Vita Z. Do you remember that? They give them out at Sunday school, you know. You get them with a, a um a kid's meal at uh down in Nins Chippy, down in Cumber, or down in Newton Arts. So I got one today for Sophie. Uh, for yourself, you gotta drink at yourself. Yes, Come I am. She, she doesn't make fuzzy drinks. That's Don't drink the fuzzy drinks. <laughs> How you doing, Mr. Kitchen? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, it's been busy the last few weeks, no, um, and it's it's not letting up, which is great. You know, it's on and off the ice. We're doing really well. It is. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll come to those because the, what's been happening at the SSA Arena over the last month, let alone you know, what's to come, has been absolutely phenomenal. But we've got a hell of a lot to cover because in the last six days or more last week, we've had a... We've had four games to cover, so let's get cracking straight into those. And the Belfast Giants started after a prolonged break uh, due to the international and the and the international tournament that took on. Uh, they took on the Nottingham Panthers in Nottingham, and they shut them out at home. A 2-0 win for your Belfast Giants. The goals for the Giants coming from Steve Ari and an empty netter for Scott Conway. Uh, Tyler Beskarani with a 27-shot shutout. Peyton Jones facing his former team, 39 shots against one goal against Tom Perring and Joe Sewell with the two referees. Um, Davey, this game, two goals, one penalty, and what was a game that was obviously played after a prolonged break? Yeah, um, I don't know whether Simon will necessarily agree with me or not there was even with just such a short break that we had of just over a week uh, you know there was a little bit of rust in the boys but they get going um the game could probably have went either way the, the panthers had their chances 
both goaltenders on the night were exceptional, um, as Besco has been. As, as we, we've we've had really exceptional goaltender night of both our guys over the last sort of week or two weeks. But um, you know, the battle of goaltenders this night, and I think Adam Keith maybe mentioned about execution, and we we just executed one more chance than they did. And Steve Ari with a lovely move in front of Peyton Jones and just be able to go. I think he goes forehand, backhand, rips it, um, and, and wins the game for us. And then that that second goal. On the empty netter, I think um, Murph and Paul Eady talked about it perhaps being a bit, you know, Panthers are going for a set play with with uh, the goalie pool. The Giants are able to read and react. And, you know, as, as soon as they play that to the, the high man on the point, the Giants press it and Scott Conway just comes up the, the central blue line and is able to pick it up and shoot it, what, 150, 160 feet in the empty net and make it a 2-0 win. But I think we were worthy of the win. Don't get me wrong. I think we created enough. We had enough opportunities. We forced enough grade A chances in front of Peyton Jones to deserve the win. But real two good, strong performances from the netminers and defence, of course. And and we just executed one more time than they managed to. So, uh, you know, two points and got us rolling on Valentine's night. Well, that's it. And, and says, as I said, you know, the referees kept their whistle in their pocket. Only one penalty called that whole night. And you know, the Giants going five on five. We've said five on five, the Giants are a strong team. And, and, and so it proved. Yeah. I mean, Davies just summarized it really well. And, and you know, it's, it genuinely could have went either way. Um, the Panthers have been playing better under Corey um, since he came back in. They've certainly, I mean, they haven't been outstanding, but, you know, they've they given us troubles this year. And and you just got to beat what's in front of you. And that was a professional performance. I mean, obviously, you had Hookie, Laker, Jackson Whistle, Sam Rue up. They were all still away. The boys come back. They got four or five days off. Um, and then when you come back from holiday, you know, it's, even when you come back to go into work from holiday, you're sitting thinking, oh, God, this time yesterday I was sitting there, I was doing this with a pint or whatever. <laughs> and it's it sort of, you know, it can't get to a point where you're sitting thinking about that stuff. But, you know, the autumn obviously got them back on the ice and, and uh, didn't get a full practice the whole time because everybody, well, four or five guys were away. And um, it, it, we, we did what we had to do. It was a professional performance. Um, David, as I say, touched on it and summarized it really well. Big. Big saves from Besco when he had to do it. He's been doing that since he came in. Obviously, losing the first game against the Panthers, four three in a shootout, I think it was back in in uh, January. Um, but he's been absolutely incredible in the last month. But he is incredible unless the free, everybody in front of him plays well as well. So it's been a Thanks great for- yeah. Last week was it was a really professional performance against Nottingham and coming up with two points to lead into Wednesday was really important. I think that's it. One one of the things is I, I was going to come to this later, but you brought it up, Simon, and I'll throw it to you as well, Davies. Is, is that we talked about your twenty-two goals scored in the in in the in the six days, two conceded defensively and goalkeepers, Davy. We've been solid. Yeah, and that you know, it's easy to say your decor. That comes from the the, the six guys out on the ice, not just the. And then obviously when the penalty kill unit and stuff goes, um, I just think defensively, the. The way we play, the aggressive forecheck, the aggressive backcheck, blocking just an inordinate amount of shots. I guarantee you we lead the league in, in blocking shots. Now, somebody can somebody that's in the stats will be able to verify that or not. But um, we block an inordinate amount of shots. Even that night against Panthers, I think that um, Coach Eddie and, and Murph were highlighting it in the, in the period breaks and showing the shot charts and where we're laying the body down in front of the goalies. You know, Pucks that are getting through to Besco, he's stopping. Wessel stopped in, in Guildford as well. But in the main, 
we're stopping those shots. We're we're limiting grade A chances, certainly in and around the house there. We're not giving those those really good grade A chances just down in front of the blue paint where the majority of goals are scored for. We're not giving them away shots from the outside where they're blocking our best goals picking out. But that comes from that aggressive sort of what would you describe it as sort of swamp defense, swamp attack that we just we all go, we go, we go together and we goes in ones and twos and threes. We don't leave anybody. So that that comes all six guys in the ice create that defensive core not just the guys that have the blue line. Simon? Yeah, absolutely right. Um, you know, you just, you've seen how calm and cool Besk was in that. You're just watching the, the feed, you know, the, the, the coverage there and I that we have from uh, Va play. And, and again, it, it, when he, he's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. Jackson's done really well for us. Jonesy did really well for us as well. You know, coming, especially in December, Jonesy played really well. And we've been very lucky. But don't forget, when we threw that, Really difficult period in October and maybe it begin the November. I think we're at one point we're sitting in sixth place. Um, and you know, it's just clawed away and clawed away, and you just take one game at a time. And that's exactly what Adam and the boys and the coaching staff are doing. But um it, it's just a it, it comes down to, you know, collectively, you're basically putting your best foot forward. It doesn't mean I mean, whereas October, November, and Davey will have the stats, obviously. When you're looking at our top line, they were doing most of our scoring, and we were tinkering with with who's playing with who and and trying to get some chemistry. And we then all of a sudden started the click, started to win. Yes, we made a few changes. They've obviously been for the better. Um, and now I say we've climbed just bit by bit. We've clawed away back against Guildford. I mean, there was people saying a month ago Guildford were going to run away with it. Not anymore. Absolutely not. Let's hear the uh, let's hear the thoughts of the uh, the head coach. Well, sorry, Adam Keith and uh, Rick Strachan. Winning coach, six straight wins in league play now, Adam Keith, and that is a big performance. And we were just saying, it, it's all well and good to come in here and win games five three or five two, but you win an important game here in a tight tight situation, an uncomfortable situation in many regards in Nottingham, but a big win on the way ice. Yeah, that's huge. Um, you know, I thought I, I liked our effort. I, like, I thought we were skating well. Um, I thought the execution was off for probably for both teams, and that's probably to be expected after the break. Uh, so we knew it was going to be a tight game, and we knew that we needed to come out and play the right way in the third period there, and, and hope that when we got our chance, that we took it, and, and that was a big goal by Ori. Well, I know teams always like to get a few power plays. You didn't really get that opportunity in this game, but. In some, in some respects, it, it allowed some of your top boards to play a lot of power play minutes to have a lot of legs left in that third period. Yeah, certainly. I think, you know, the lack of special teams in that game, uh, you know, sometimes as a coach, you know, I, I prefer that. You know, let the players decide a five-on-five. Um, I thought the referees did a good job. I thought both goaltenders were great tonight. Um, and, you know, really came down to the one execution there by Ori on a nice, nice shot. Um, and then, you know, obviously we had to kill off the rest of that game. They had their opportunities. They hit the crossbar a couple times. So, you know, it could have went either way. You know, Corey has that team uh, turned around in a hurry, and, and they're a difficult team to play against. I was going to ask you about Steve Ory because this is a guy that certainly added some secondary scoring up to 17 goals now on the season. He's got six on the power play. So he's been a real nice secondary piece when you look at some of the, the high end, the big guns like Conway and Goodwin. 
Yeah, you know, oh, oh, even when he's not scoring, he's getting those opportunities, he's working hard, he's doing the little things right. And So, you know, it's just a matter of time before they start falling in for him. And he's usually a guy that's pretty streaky, so I thought he might have got another one there. Uh, you know, as, as he gets going, you see a, a little pep in his step after he scores a goal, so that's usually why he ends up with a few more. I thought Cullen at the back had an exceptional game, not just offensively, but defensively, cutting off some of those passes, taking some good scoring opportunities away from the Panthers. Yeah, Cole, you know, he's uh, the last half here, he certainly has stepped it up a notch defensively, but also offensively, he's a real threat out there. He makes great reads, um, but he, he, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Adam Keefe just heard something from the director. There. Think about my life, Adam Keefe. For three hours, I hear voices in my ears throughout, and I'm trying to decipher what the next move is. How about the next move for you guys? The Guilford Flames, you're now tied on 59 points with the Guilford Flames, but they have two games in hand. So talk about your next matchup with Paul Dixon's side. Yeah, it's huge, obviously. You know, and we had probably had one eye on that match, but it was really important that we came in here and got the job done tonight, and we knew it was going to be difficult. Uh, it hasn't been an easy place for us to come into. Um, I'm just happy that, that we gutted that one out. And defensively, I thought we were pretty sound for the most part, and we needed to be, and, and Besco was there. He was huge when, when we needed him and counted on him. And you know, tomorrow, um, we're going in against a fresh Guilford team. We're going to need to be even better than we were tonight, and we're going to need to execute. Well, head coach Adam Keefe of the Belfast Giants, a 2 nothing victory on away ice this evening. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Best of luck in Guilford, and we'll see you March 1st for the Challenge Cup Final. No problem, guys. Thanks. Assistant coach Rick Strachan post-game after Belfast. And, Rick, it was a close one. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a very tight hockey game. I think both teams uh, played really good defense. Uh, not, not a lot of space in the neutral zone. Uh, it, it, was, uh, it was a playoff game. Yeah, there was something we mentioned on commentary, Dan and myself, it, it was playoff, perhaps not without without that playoff intensity, but is that the sort of game that you need leading into the postseason? Well, first of all, you got to take care of your own zone, and I thought we did a pretty good job of keeping them to the outside, and, you know, Jonesy played a great game tonight, and he stopped everything that was uh, thrown at him uh, by bar one, but, you know, no, we, you know what, you got to be successful, you got to play good defense, and they played really good defense, so it was going to be a tight game to, to start off with. A blow when Adam Brady went off the ice. Can you give us an update on how he is? No, right now he's uh, he's still in the medical room getting uh, evaluated, and uh, I guess uh, once uh, the doctor and uh, and the physio decide to, what to tell us, they'll tell us. And how did you see the game overall tonight? Again, a very tight game, but just I suppose a battle of two netminders. Yeah, both both goalies are really good. They're you know they're the two biggest guys out in the ice, and uh, there's not a lot of net to, to shoot at, but. You know, uh, I thought the first period, we, I thought we came out and we played very well. We had a few scoring chances, uh, you know, and, and unfortunately their goalies made some big saves. Uh, the second period, uh, I thought they, they had some some momentum and some possession, but not for the whole period. I think we got it back. And then, you know, the third period, I, I think they came out there and they're a bit stronger. Uh, we really couldn't get up at our zone. They pressured us hard, and finally they broke us down, and uh, they scored the one goal that was the game. Big thanks to uh, Viaplay and to Panthers TV for the interviews. You can get the highlights. I think you can get the highlights from Panthers TV. Um, I know that they put their own interview, uh, sorry, their own uh, commentary squad on the game, even though the game is live with Murph and uh, and Paul Lely. But uh, check out Nottingham Panthers uh, website for that. And we crack on because the Belfast Giants travel from Nottingham down to Surrey to take on the the league leaders who were still the league leaders at that point. The Giants and the Flames were level on points. But the Flames held the top spot due to the fact they played fewer games. 
it didn't end that way. The Belfast Giants took the top spot in the Elite League with a 6-1 victory at the Spectrum. Uh, goals for the Giants come from Long, Bast, Conway, Cooper, Hook and Bast again. Ran Tate with the only goal, the opening one of the game for the Guildford Flames. Tyler Beskarawani, 25 shots on, one goal against. Eamon McAdam, the other side, he also had 25 shots on, six goals against. Stephen Hogarth and Stephen Matthews were your referees. Um, says the the Giants went in with purpose and took their rewards. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it's like it's sort of like the night before for Guildford. So Guildford came out, started okay. You know, they they tried, got the way it's going. Obviously, got the first goal, and the Giants, you know, they basically then took over. When, when you're away with the likes of, you know, for eight or nine days, and and again, I'm I'm, I'm I know that Guildford players were away because some of them actually flew out of Belfast the previous Sunday when we played them, um, and then you know they were straight off on holiday. That can interrupt the flow of a, of a team as well, and it can go two ways. Obviously, you know, you get anybody's injured, you hope they get them back as soon as you get going again. But you know, they come out, they started really well, they got that first goal of the night, um, and that's the only one they got because then we just took over. We got we scored at a really crucial time right at the end of the first period when Gabe Bass got the I think it was a go ahead goal, I think he got the, the second goal. And then we just took over. We dominated the second period, dominated most of the third. Besco, yeah, he made a couple of saves. That's what he's supposed to do. But he really wasn't that busy. When you, when, I know he got a few shots on target, but he really wasn't. There not many great A's from memory that you really stood out. Um, I remember watching the game. Uh, I was in the hotel in Dublin the night before I picked up Matt McLeod. Um, was in the hotel in Dublin, and I was keeping an eye on that and keeping an eye on the Sheffield Steelers and uh, five uh, Flyers game. Um, but I thought we played really, really well. Unfortunate to obviously lose a couple of bodies through, um, I was going to say injury, but um, <laughs> officiating if you look that way. Um, you know, that wasn't the best performance uh, all night that the, 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 the stripes had. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about why Ben Lake was thrown out and why Ferguson was thrown out. I, I genuinely think it was, uh, obviously it was five plus game, wasn't it, Davey? Yep. And if that was the case, again, it didn't work. There was a bad hit on David Goodwin in the corner by McNulty. Um, then um, Lalonde jumped Jim or Sam, sorry, from behind. Um, so it got a bit aggravated <coughs> that way. However, another professional performance. You know, there's not many teams are going to go into Guildford and score six past them. Great to see McAdam lose the head, run after hooky. Fantastic. Love it. Um, and, you know, again, we absolutely dominated them. And it, it, they played really well this season. They're a good team. Uh, but I keep on saying it, so are we. We're a good team as well. Um, and that just showed last uh, Wednesday night. Interesting. But you're, I think you're absolutely right in the fact that, you know, that McAdam lost ahead. The Guilford Flames lost ahead because I, I, I said this before in the game in Belfast, it's when things aren't going their way, they lose their rag and, and things start to get a lot more physical. And unfortunately, you know, we took a number of knocks that, that, that came away from that game to sort of affect our roster going forward. But, you know, you see at the, the end of the second, you know, Markland gets two plus five plus game. You know, Locke gets two plus five plus ten. Um, of course, Coops gets five plus game for spearing. It get, Davey, it turned into a bit of a nasty affair. <laughs> If you can, if the Guildford Flames can keep you tight, as the, most of the, the 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 previous game that we played in the semi final of the cup, 
was a bit of a blowout for us once we got ahead. We're on like that 4 0 thing. It finished, but all the other games have been really tight. And when you when Guildford keep it tight, they're a very good team. When it opens yes. up and they have to go run and gun with us, they can't live with us. We've got too much offensively for them. Um, the power move by Grant Cooper, I think it's possibly the fourth goal, is, is like the clincher. The games, games probably over slightly before that. Then we obviously were running into a bit of penalty trouble as well. The referees calling penalties for celebrations and stuff after. And that that came from, I think it's Hookie gives a bit of a celebration. Might say something to McAdam on the way past or whatever. And, and Ferguson takes up, says it's not in there. Okay, he says something to McAdam on the way past. And it obviously creates a little bit of a scrum at the bench. I don't think that Ben Lake particularly did much wrong. They threw one out of the game, to be honest. But look, he got, as Simon says, probably to try and calm the whole thing down. Then we score almost immediately again. Very good. I think twice in the special teams have scored at least two power play goals that night. Commentators cursed the commentators saying, you know, Giants <laughs> have lost every first period. Bang, bang. Giants win the first period. Giants haven't. Blah, blah. But anyway, goes that way, Simon. I'll tell you. Commentators curse sometimes a disaster. But I think this was a, a real strong performance. Could have went the other way going down to that early goal. This team has character and speeds that just came along. I think it's the first goal. It might be um, closing my eyes to remember here. I think longer steps off the left half wall. Steps in up this is a common up here, is it? As, as if by magic. Um and gets us gets us back in the game. Then we'll get that power play just before the end of first period. I think Gabe Bass comes up. It's a bit of a set move. It's just is that the one where Conway draws it straight to him and he's one timer? Yeah. Um to make it two one. So we'll go in. It's completely different, completely different dress. Both dressing rooms are completely different. Instead of Guilford being pumped up, one nil up, whatever, it's completely flipped. We're buoyant. We'll come out in that second period and we'll just go to town on them. Go to town on. There's a lot of, there's a lot of real high skill players. There's a lot of opening up straight down the middle, but passes coming in from the half wall. The really open guys going through the middle. You cannot as defensively allow the opposition's D man to step in and have a great A chance from from the high slot. You you just can't defensively do that. So we uh, played really well. We deserved the 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 win. We probably deserved it to be that lopsided as well. Completely heads gone. There's the, the lovely set play from from Conway to um, Gabe Bast, who's in a real rich vein of form. Like player of the month will be coming up at the end of this week, and and Gabe Bast again will be in the in the running for that. He's 100%. been superb. Uh, is that the uh, Simon? Is that the the goal where Gabe Bast gets subsequently sent to the box for unsportsmanlike behaviour? No, that was the, that was the, the last goal. <laughs> God, I, I just Can you believe it. No, I couldn't. Um, I watched it back. Um, I spoke to Gabe, um, and he's an honest lad. Like he is an honest lad. I mean, he he got a penalty a few weeks ago for um, saying something to the official, and he told me exactly what he said to the official. You can't do that. Um, but <laughs> what he said last Wednesday night, this, you know, there's absolutely no need for to give him a penalty at all. And to be honest, I, I can't remember who it was. The Stephen Hogarth they had the hand up before, even before the puck went in the net, he was going to give him a penalty. So. It's disappointing that you know with the I understand the officials have a hard time. I get that, and it's a tough game, it's a fast game, um, and things happen, but you know, let the boys play, just let them get on with it. If there's two guys who want to have a scrap, just let them beat the lamps out of each other. It, it, does, it, it gets everybody off their seat, everybody off their seat. Let them get on with it. And don't game's changing though, man. Game's changing though. Like it's I understand it, it, that. And and you, you know, it's it's the fact that you're going to lose players. It's the inst- it's the instigator penalty as well. You're going to lose players to that, and nobody wants to take that chance. Again, I understand that, but it, it it's it's exciting. I mean, I know we had a bit of trouble a couple of years ago with somebody giving off about it in the radio, 
But let me tell you something. See, as soon as there's a fight in the ice, it's like there's a goal because everybody in the arena is up on their feet watching it. It's part of our game. Yes, it's not as prevalent and not as prominent as it used to be, but let them get on with it. And, and you know what? I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen uh, um, James McLean was basically, he put Talking it Talking about know, fighting in the game, yeah. <laughs> he said about football, you know, let them get on like ice hockey. You can't do that in football. I understand that. Um, but look, again, we could sit here and, and have a conversation about the way things are going official wise. I know we've got a hard game, a, a hard job to do. I get that, but um, just let them get on with it. Uh, before we hear from the uh, from the two coaches, just briefly, the, the, Davey, this was a game against the league leaders. Yes, they've got games in hand, but this was a game against the league leaders to go top of the league, and we were comprehensive in the victory. What sort of marker is that for the Belfast Giants? It's great. The first time we played there, I think this season, October time, as Simon says, we're stuck in a bit of a funk. We were not really getting scoring from here, there and everywhere. We weren't going well. We got beaten in a very close game. Um, a game we didn't start well. At that at that time, actually, that's that's triggering bad memories of we went through a few weeks where we didn't start games well and we didn't then have the firepower to come back. Games perhaps now that we're not starting so brilliantly at times, we, we are getting that scoring to come back. But Scott Conway was getting absolutely pelted um, on the way off the ice at the end. And he looked up at the guy in the front row and he says, I'll see you here the last time we'll come here this season. See where we all are. And we walked off the ice at the top of the league. So, yes, they've got a few games in hand. And we we always go that old games in hand, points in the bag. Where would you rather be? Which team would you rather be sitting in which position at this? But you can only do what we can do and we've played those games and we've put those points and those goals on the board we're sitting where we're sitting we're there to be shot at now rather than them to be shot at so you know it's it's now game on so you know scott conway was right back in october and see where we are in january or february here here right let's head to hear from the coaches i'll come back to you with this one says as we go on to the other games but let's get to hear from the two coaches yeah tough loss at home um obviously Nowhere near the performance that we were after. Uh, the first period, I thought we were we were good. Came out hard. Um, started on time. We spoke about that. Scored first, um, and then I think the the turning point was that goal at the end of the first period. And I think the momentum shifted there. And we kind of we worked so hard at doing all the good stuff in the first, and then we came out in the second, and we just it was a total reverse. Um, we just didn't execute all the things that we were supposed to do and you know I think uh, credit to Belfast I think some of the finishes were, were clinical um, but uh, you know we we give them a bit of time and space now defensive zone and that can't happen against a you know a very good team who will hurt you and that's what it was and obviously um, you know a little bit of pushback in the third but nowhere near enough. Um, I thought we started the game quite slow and just in terms of our execution um, I thought and then obviously they got that goal, but I liked our guys just kept pushing there. And then all of a sudden when we started to click, uh, you know, we started to feel a lot better and um, we got some goals there and, and kind of the game kind of got out of hand there. And then we kind of got pretty sloppy. There was, you know, I'm not sure about their bench, but our bench was pretty short there for for about half of that game. So, um, you know, we just want to get out of there unscathed and, and very happy with the win. And Adam Keith and the Flames TV. The highlights are on Flames TV. And here, before we get on to the next game, came the signing of Matt McLeod, a 26-year-old centre-come-right winger. 
from Mississauga in Ontario. Um, it was a body that was badly needed after that game in Guildford and the, and, the, and the number of bodies that went out due to injury or just a few knocks in that game. And so he was put straight into the lineup as the Giants hosted the Glasgow clan. And bang, in front of 7,104 people, uh, outstanding. East here was in an outstanding crowd at the SSE Arena. The Giants fired it by the clan. Cooper, McLeod on his debut, Bast, Lake, Hook, again Hook, Grant Cooper and Steve Arry rounded out the eight goals. Jackson Whistle with a 20-shot shutout. On the other side, John Muse lasted 25 minutes, 18 shots on, four goals against before Ty Taylor came in. Uh, 17 shots on, four goals against. He lasted 35 minutes. Andy Dalton and Danny Ferguson were the referees for the weekend. Um, Davey, we pounded them. Um, yeah, came out of that first period. <laughs> Just the one up probably could have came out a wee bit more uh, on, on the positive side of things. Um, obviously, having travelled twice in midweek and, and coming off that layoff and but as a few of the boys said, you know, coming out onto that ice and having seven thousand people in the arena, it really you talk about the extra man. I, I, I don't know because I've never played there. But any any of the boys you talk to there said it really gave them that extra step in their in their stride to to go out and put on a performance. And and the dead Matt McLeod, you know, obviously coming away the mall and match, getting a goal and stuff, and super super fast. And I think Simon and who was it was a Gary was on with you on Saturday night. Simon yeah, talked yeah. about his explosive. Bang! He, he's obviously got really good wheels when he gets going, but that first five, ten yards, he boom, boom, and he's gone. He's just got that real extra spark and pace. And I think um, Simon will probably talk about this more. But to be able to bring somebody in at this stage of the season, coming up to the signing deadline, we have a few bodies down. There was illness as well on, on Saturday night. Obviously, a couple of guys missed out as well. But with what happened to us last year, the last game away to Sheffield, and Kevin Rain goes down and makes that big block, ends up missing the rest of the season. Jordan Boucher missed the, you know, the, the playoffs for us. Two key players, two bodies down. If you can afford it and you've got space in the roster and you've got those import slots that's still available to you and you don't use them at this stage of the season, well then that's that would say that's bad organization to me. You know, I'd rather be sitting and Adam Keith would rather be sitting with two extra guys in the locker room and having to disappoint them and say, guys, you aren't playing than being two guys short and going in and coming up just short of silverware. So, you know, it's an astute move from the organisation. These games have a habit then. I also seen people are so spoiled. And 8-0 is absolutely sensational. And you see people saying it was a bit of a bore, you know. I loved it. I loved the yep. Mexican wave. I loved us just <laughs> piling the foot on the throat kind of attitude. Chasing uh, chasing Muse from that. Ty Taylor coming in and sticking forward past him. I love that kind of stuff. I'm not as big a fan of putting the foot on the throat in an away arena if you're running it up because you're in front of the home fans. You're in Belfast. You're there to put on a, a show for 7,000 people. You keep <clears> the foot in the throat and you keep going to the 60th minute. And I think that there was an element of an eye, an eye switched to Sunday sort of towards the end of the second period into the third period where we thought we now can preserve legs. We can shorten shifts. There wasn't too many special teams going on in the game. So everybody was able just to get ruled out there. And, uh, you know, we're able to save the energy for, for going into the next day. It was the second period says that the clan will want to forget in a hurry. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, the first period, I actually thought they were okay. Um, I thought they did well, you know, coming out of it one nil down, 
again, we maybe could have got a couple more, but I, I, they were right in the game. You know, one nil. I remember saying the guy, you know, it's not convincing. What's the message going to be in the locker room? And guy give his views on Giants TV, and and um, you know, and, and all of a sudden, second period, we come out. I think it was three goals in three minutes and five seconds um, from the twenty second minute mark when McLeod got his first, uh, and then again there was like a ten minute gap of nothingness. Um, after you bring the, the new goalie in, Ty Taylor made a couple of big saves. It looked like they were going to get a wee bit of momentum. They, you know, they, I think they mm-hmm. doubled their shots in the second period and what they had in their first. Um, and again, they had a couple of shots. Jackson made a couple of big saves. Um, again, he's a goaltender. <laughs> That's what he's paid to do. Uh, but then all of a sudden, another three goals in three minutes, and the, the tie was dead. 7-0 up at the end of the second period. And I, I, I agree with David. You know, I, I'd love to see just putting the foot down. And the team wants to come in here and not put any heart into it. And not, you know, I, I listened to, to uh, Dyson Stevenson after the game, as the assistant coach, and he just said we were embarrassing. You know, we can't be like, obviously, to come out, come the whole way over here. You know, and they, they brought a few fans with him. We were embarrassing. We should have done a lot better, you know, not protecting the goalie. John, that, that's make no mistake about it. John Muse is a top, top goalie. And he'll have it, you know, he'll be having that in the back of his head for this Saturday, which we'll go on to talk about. Um, but we absolutely dominated them with six goals in the second period. I mean, it couldn't have went any better. Um, great to see scoring all around, you know, that line of, of McLeod, um, Cooper, as in Mini Cooper, and um, uh, Donnie Niles. You know, they, they played really, really well both nights over the weekend. Um and it was great to see the scoring's coming from everywhere. I mean, you score eight goals at home, and Scott Conley doesn't get one of them. You know, so you're obviously doing something right. But absolute domination. Coming out of it, a couple of injuries, um, which we'll go on to talk about shortly about the next day, uh, which wasn't ideal. You know, you, you would have been preferred to come out of it unscathed. Um, and at this stage of the season, it's all about trying to get guys prepared for the next game. The next games are coming very, very quickly. But uh, Adam was very happy. The boys in the room were very happy. Um, and uh, Glasgow went uh, back to um, Brayhead Arena with their tail between their legs. I was very entertained, not just by this game and how dominant the Giants were and how much in that second period that they did um, put the game to bed. And, and, and I think especially moving the top of the Elite League as they had, to come home and to put that performance in in front of a sellout crowd again set the tone. The Giants are starting to purr in the way that they're playing. They're starting to score the goals. They're starting to be defensively strong at exactly the right time of the season. Now, you know, we'll see how that goes coming into this weekend, two games away from home and a cup final. You know, we'll see in the next week how the Giants go. But I, th- I thought that this game in particular and the one we're about to come on to just showed exactly what the Giants could do when they, you know, when it, when the chips are down and we're looking towards the end of the season. This is the time when we should be pounding the goals in the back of the net. And in front of a home crowd, we put fourteen of them in, you know, and only conceded one. So it's outstanding from the Giants. And a little personal thing, I loved how much the Mexican wave sent so many fans into meltdown about it being disrespectful. Absolutely, it was disrespectful. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. Was this? And, and you know what? And you know what? If it was disrespectful, what were the clan doing about it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to admit, now that's happened twenty years ago. There's a bench clearance, of course. Um, you know, but when was the Mexican wave brought in? Just in case it didn't happen twenty years ago. But anyway, um, Mexico World Cup a long time ago. Nineteen eighty-six. Okay, yeah. I don't remember that far back. Maybe you probably be able to help us out. <laughs> yeah. um, but the. Uh, 
the the big thing for for the Mexican wave, you know, the fans started it. Maybe they were getting a bit bored when he had scored seven at that point. Um, but again, if that happens twenty years ago, if I'm playing that game twenty years ago or fifteen years ago, I'm pulling somebody off the bench. Like, and however, Glasgow didn't want to. See, to be honest, I actually don't even think Glasgow recognised it because if you watch the bench, they're all sitting on the bench like this with their head down. I don't even think I realized we were doing it. Um, but again, it's a bit of fun. It got the boys up on their feet because, you know, they were getting they – just they didn't want to go out there and score anymore in the third period just to keep the, the score – show a bit of respect. I think, I, again, I agree with David. I don't think we put the foot in the throat in the third period just to try and protect the league and go into the, in the Sunday. Let's hear from the, the debutant goal scorer and from Dyson Stevenson at the, at the, uh, the clan. Dyson, difficult always to 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 assess, uh, you know, a, a game like that immediately afterwards. You'd come in, I think, having won six out of ten, uh, but tonight, after what was a pretty good first period, really they 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 really got at you in the second. Yeah, decent first. Uh, obviously, outshot a lot, uh, twelve four after the first. But after that, I thought uh, three quarters of our team might as well just stayed home, uh, maybe even including myself, and rested up for tomorrow. Is just no heart. Um, you know, they score a few goals. We put in our backup goalie who. Uh, like I told the guys, hasn't came into my office once all year, barely played, and then we give him that effort. Uh, I think it's embarrassing. Um, but, yeah, like you said, we're on a little roll until now, and uh, tomorrow's a must-win game against Manchester, a team that we need to find a way to get, you know, points against. And, you know, we got to somehow shake this off. We're going to watch video on it, but uh, our focus is tomorrow now. In a game that finishes 8 nothing, maybe it's it's not right to look for a turning point, but had you scored in that 5-on-3 early in the game and it was a long 5-on-3, you went, then who knows what happens after that? Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to take blame on that, but we don't practice it a ton. We don't get many 5-on-3s, uh, but we do practice it and, uh, you know, it, it didn't work out. Uh, I don't even know if we got a shot, maybe one. And, and like you said, yeah, that could be a turning point, get up one nothing early and then, you know, they have, we have them on their heels a little bit, but... You know, a disappointing effort. Our power play has been terrible uh, for the last, you know, month, and we've been working on it twice a week. So, uh, I don't know. We're going to need some new personnel on there, or you know, just guys that can work hard and get pucks to the net. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Welcome to Belfast. That's that's quite the reception tonight. We're seven thousand in the building. Uh, is it everything that you expected when you signed in the dotted line? I mean, I had no idea what to expect coming in, so that was uh, a little bit over the top for sure. That was awesome. Um, the fans were great out there tonight, uh, especially it ended off with uh, the uh, whatever it's called. But yeah, the school. Yeah, that was uh, that. That'll, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. That was amazing. It, listen, I know you've you've chronicled it already this week, but tell us about the journey to get here. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a last minute decision. I was debating coming all year. Um, I I really wanted to come, um, and it just kind of felt like the right time to come. And so, uh, made a split second decision and got over here as fast as I could. Do you know there aren't too many guys that come in score on their debut for the Giants? One man you do follow in the footsteps of who scored on his debut for the Giants was Theo Fleury a few years ago. So it's not a bad list of players you're you're adding your name to. I mean, yeah, that's that's awesome to be able to do. But I mean, the team was was awesome tonight. They made it so easy. You know, the boys helped me out the whole night. Um, our, our line was buzzing. I thought all night, and so just I I felt really really lucky to come to this team and, and have such a great start. Yeah, talk about the goal tonight. How special a moment was that? I mean, yeah, just seeing the puck go in the back of the net, that's always a good feeling. Um, I mean, great start, and uh, yeah, I'm just so happy to be here. Now, we probably should point out that not all games finish 8-0. There are a few tighter contests. You might go on tomorrow uh, against Nottingham, but what's, uh, you know, what hopes do you have for, for, for the rest of this season in terms of, of being here in Belfast? 
Yeah, obviously, I mean, we got to stay even keel. It can't get too high. It can't get too low. So um, just focus on tomorrow. And then, I mean, we got three championships on the line here coming up. So I can't wait to contribute in every way I can and hopefully bring it home for the city of Belfast. Thanks to Jans TV for those. And uh, the highlights are available from Jans TV. We're going to crack on because we're going to have Jeff Baum waiting for us. <laughs> we're already, what, 40 <laughs> minutes in. So we're going to have Jeff Baum waiting for us. But we're going to crack on with the last game uh, of the four. And that was, of course, the 6 1 victory over the Nottingham Panthers. Matt McLeod makes it two in two uh, with the opener. Henrik Eriksson, David Goodwin, Steve Arry, Lewis Hook, and McLeod with another one uh, to make it six. And uh, Stephen Anderson, the other side, on the power play with the goalie uh, pulled as well. And pulled the only one back for the Nottingham Panthers. Tyler Beskarowani, 29, 29 shots on, one goal against. Pete Jones on his return to Belfast, 32 shots on, six goals against Andy Dalton and Danny Ferguson referees. Another stellar crowd, Simon, and another comprehensive victory. Again, another game that started off, you know, it could have went either way in the first period. Um the Panthers did really well in the first. Besko cut a couple of big saves. He had a really, really big save in the in the second period. Um, the, you know, to keep it, I think it was, I think it was still tied at that point. I think we were in down, but um, again, just I, I use the word professional for for every game that we've talked about tonight uh, for the last week, and that's exactly what it was. You know, Adam, we, we always talk about the players. You've got to talk about Adam here. You know, four games preparation. And himself, Stewie and and, and uh, George, you know, getting ready for the games isn't easy, especially when you're one after another. Um, and I know how thorough he is, and and you know with his, with everything that he does, it's he basically, you know, what his attitude's like with regards to trying to win, and that's exactly that hasn't changed from the day and hour that he stepped into Belfast. Uh, you know, come up big with a couple of of uh, decisions again. You know, jigging around, putting that line together, Donny, Donny, um, Minnie Cooper, and and. Um, uh, Matt McLeod, you know, and, and to basically come up with, I'm pretty sure they had, you know, Matt at three and zero the weekend. I think Donny had four assists, and I think Millie Cooper had one and four. You know, and for the first time that these guys are playing together, if that's the way that they're going to continue playing this season, I, I'm bringing on. I want more of it. Um, but I just thought we we absolutely, you know, once we got the second goal, I knew that we weren't going to lose. Um, best goal was dialed in. Defensively, we're missing Josh Roach, we're missing Mark Garcia, we're missing Jeff Baum. Um, and again, you're you're basically trying to get, you know, trying to make sure you've got everybody pulling on the rope together because the forwards nearly need to do their jobs. Even more importantly, because Gabe Bast, um, Sam Rui up and all are playing upwards of 25 minutes. So to do that, to come out, Ben Lake jumped on defensive shift, and so did uh, Mark Cooper. Just outstanding, absolutely outstanding. You got to say, Peyton Jones is left hanging. Um, on, a, on a few occasions, especially late in the third period when uh, Nottingham just didn't really turn up for the third. But um, that's what you do when you're playing against a good team. We are starting to click. Um, it, it's still 12 games to go. We'll take one at a time. But I'll tell you what, I, we're going to give a game to every single team that we're up against for the remainder of the season. David, Simon comprehensively covered a lot of that as well. But, you know, McLeod has offered a lot of speed going forward. But also defensively, we had to be strong. And like I said a few minutes ago, you know, the Nottingham Panthers had to go on the power play and pull an extra man, put on an extra man there before they could score. Mate, how many times to say it? Speed kills. And, uh, you know, McLeod's came in and he's re energized that line. Obviously, 
playing a bit short in the back end give us a gives a lot of different things to think about. Like I need to apologize first and foremost about this video footage. This is this is my fault. It's no. not the fault of the video. I've made a bit Don't of worry. a balls out tonight. So apologies on that. Me and Neil Whiteside will work on this um this week. <laughs> um couple of things to take from the game. Great to see Hank getting the goal. He has worked his socks off since he got I there. agree. Um I've read different 100%. bits of critique about, you know, just because goals aren't coming doesn't mean you're not contributing. We talked a while ago, but when we were talking about changing players, and you change guys that are not contributing, should that be points? Should that be assists? Should that be four-check, back-check? If you're not contributing any of them, Henrik Eriksson, for me, I've been watching him closely. I think he's been outstanding since he came in, to be honest. Really good to see him getting that goal. I um, think he's pretty thrilled with himself. Scott Conway, Simon talked earlier about him there, not getting goals on Saturday night, coming up with another three points, moving on to 189 points for the chance, 91 on the season. Absolutely ridiculous numbers this kid has. Um, David Goodwin, hot in his heels. Um, I think he overtook Colin Ward. Scott Conway overtook Colin Ward and Paxton Schulte in the same week in, in, in all-time points. And David Goodwin, hot in his heels there comes in and overtakes Colin Ward as well. So those two boys have been outstanding. And that goal there where that's the one where Cons holds off Luke Ferrara's like nearly given nearly giving Ferrara a piggyback and can still one hand a pass across. Lovely little toe drag from Ori. Ori, I, th- I think um Adam talked about it after the um first Panthers game Valentine's night. And I don't think this is this don't take this as being critical. He's that streaky kind of player. He's a real confidence player. Once he's feeling confident my goodness, he can find it back of the net. And he's got, like, I can't remember whether it's Simon or whether it's Dicko, somebody talking about his silky mitts. You know, when he's in front of the nets, he has scored some real highlight real goals. And I go back to, you know what my feelings about Chris Higgins are still, you know, <laughs> and the ability he had to undress D-men and, and score goals he didn't know right doing. Steve Ory has that. He's just got a finisher's touch. He doesn't. He doesn't panic. He's he's one of those. I talk about Brian Robson in football. He can slow everything that's happening in front of him down. It seems like he's got more time than he has because of the vision he has. And another really great finish there to to round off a, another. Hey, who doesn't love beating the Panthers? You know I do. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. And you know, again, having such a let's just quickly before because I know we've got Jeff Bond waiting, but Simon. This is the second sellout crowd of the weekend. The East here is in. Um, these guys, we talked earlier about you know, these guys going out and playing in front of 7,000 people. You heard from Matt McLeod just mentioned it there. But from your point of view, working behind the scenes, the, the amount of effort that goes in to, to bring all these people in, you know, it, it's just rewards. Yeah, it is. I mean, since basically since Christmas. I mean, actually, you know what? It's probably just before Christmas. We got the new lights in, you know, the investment they obviously trust to put in with the new lights and. And you know, govern as as the the volunteers behind the scenes that the OSC have done their part. You know, the likes of the ops team. You know, it, it's not just you know, it, it's not just one. It's not just the players that basically should get all the plaudits. For this. Yes, it definitely helps when you're winning. There's no doubt about that. But it's everybody behind the scenes. The whole organization now just seem to be pulling in the same direction. It's you know when you see. And you see the Zamboni drivers driving about with their chance jackets on. All the ops team have got their chance jackets. All the commercial team, all the you know, everybody's got all the all the comms team. Everybody's got and everybody's buying into it. You know, we're doing a lot more external advertising with regards to digital digital screens. That's definitely helping. Um, word of mouth. When you basically come to a chance game now, there's always something happening, and it's all about you know, tell your friends, get them to come along. It looks like we're going to have the East End in for all the most of the games. Sorry, in March. 
um, after we have the, the, the we've got the okay to put it up for the cup final, obviously, which is completely sold out. It's all gone. Remarkable. There's not a seat left. Um, it's going to be the same that weekend. It looks like we've got double header against Coventry in the fourth and fifth. I think the Saturday is going to sell out the Sunday because people can't get tickets for the Saturday. They'll probably come on the Sunday. I mean, with six thousand nine hundred on Sunday there, which is insane. It's absolutely insane, um, and it's it's fantastic. The atmosphere around the arena is brilliant at the minute. But again, it's a whole team effort. Everybody's pulling together. Um, you're you're you've got so much happening. Whether it's from the sponsors are doing giveaways on the evening, or the you know the new wheel of cams that Neil and the production team have come up with, you know they do. A, you've got a karaoke cam, you've got a dance cam, you've got a, a bongo cam. They've got all these different things, and he does the wheel around it um, at the start to see you know where it's, wherever it lands. That's what you do, and everybody's buying into it. It's just great crack, um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 great to see. I, I was talking to talking to Steve the other day about it, um, and. Yes, you know, right at the very start, there was was 23 years ago. Now, you know, they said it would never last. What? (laughs) uh, I mean, you go through a lot of reporters' comments that, you know, we've had over the year. What a biggest load of crap that was. 23 (laughs) years, and I'm stronger than ever. Um, And, you know, I said this to a friend of mine the other day when when he phoned me about the, he sent me a text about the, um, about the 20s, you know, the import was saying 22nd, I think it is. You're not allowed 22. And as I said to him, we're the Belfast Giants. We'll do what we we'll want. <laughs> <laughs> had to keep it PG there. Um, and now, yes, he knows we're, we're, we're joking about that. But Steve Thornton is oh, is outstanding. Steve Thornton um, is, you know, he's, he's he does everything right. And I mean everything right. So if we can do, if we can sign the 22nd import, that's exactly what he's done. Um, we do everything right with regards to the way we treat the players. We do everything right the way we treat them, you know, on the ice. What we can do with them, with the, the partners that we have now, whether it's, you know, fantastic and the, the better gem or whether it's um, the partners that we have at Hollywood Golf Club. You, the boys can go and play golf at Hollywood Golf Club um, and enjoy themselves down there as well. We just tick all the boxes. Yeah. Um, and it makes it an awful lot easier. And then you've got the Ulster University and the Sal University and, and all the cars that they get. We just do things right, and as I say, it worked out really, really well. So, <laughs> and, what, and, and it makes it even easier when the team are winning games and winning games absolutely as they've been doing. 100%. Um, the highlights from this game are from Jan's TV as they've been all over the weekend getting involved with those and get check them out because they're very well worth watching. Um, right, time for the fan agenda brought to you by our friends at Belfast Giants TV. Big apologies to him and a big thank you to him. We're joined by Jeff Baum. How are you doing, Bomber? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. What's the shirt? Uh, it's a Ryan Tudor jersey. Mm-hmm. Why and why? Defenseman right there. American board defenseman. He plays in Dallas now, so just a big fan of his growing up. And that's and so you've got. Is it a is it a game worn shirt? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, but Very it's nice. signed by him, so it's little uh, ambiance in the room. Thought I'd use it Very for nice. Well, no, it's all right. You don't have a Derek Wilkinson, you know, first season <laughs> Belfast Giants shirt, though. You know what I mean? No, I don't have one. I don't know who this, don't know this suitor <laughs> guy is. Derek Wilkinson. Uh, tell us this. You know, we've just been talking about it, Darren, about you know, performing in front of big crowds and the way the Belfast Giants. We've had a comprehensive week. We've had eight points. We've had big crowds. The atmosphere within the room must be great. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the guys are all at a, on a high right now. We're playing really well, and 
you know, being able to come home with in front of all these fans and having sellouts like we did this last weekend and even leading up to this weekend, the fans have been great. And, you know, at the moment, things are going really well. We just got to keep that uh, positivity moving forward and keep on rolling. Bomber, um, you, you talk about the fans are, and we've just been talking about the crowds that have been coming in lately there. Todd Kelman, whenever the Giants first came around, whatever, 20-odd years ago, used to say that the, the, the Belfast Giants players in Belfast almost got rock star treatment. They were so highly thought of in the community. And you can see that as well. And and hopefully you feel the love from the fans and stuff like that. But what's it like that your dad's a bigger celebrity in Belfast than you? And he's, he has never put the, the skates on for the club? No, I mean... My dad's always like that. He's always just up in front and center and, you know, trying to be as supportive as he can. And I think he was even more excited for me to come here last year and then to be welcomed the way that we were and the way the fans have been treating both him and myself has just been incredible. So, I mean, yeah, that's my dad. He's always out there just trying to be an FMF. Is he going to get him? Is he going to get himself back in the building before the end of the season? Yeah, they're going to try and come over in March. So we'll get him back over here. Look forward to seeing them again. And, and then I, I just go on a little bit of hockey. In the, in the last couple of weeks, obviously, uh, there's probably more than yourself playing a bit banged up. Is that just, we're just in the stretch now. I think uh, it was Jordan Boucher last year called them the dog days. Sometimes you've just got to go through that little bit of adversity and you just have to, you know, bite down on your lip and keep going. Yeah, 100%. We're just getting down to the, nit- the nitty gritty at this point in the season and just got to bury your head and go to work whenever you can and battle through whatever adversity is put in front of us. Bomber, you've set up a really good relationship with Matt Foley. Um, you know, you've just clicked, and it's a bit like the relationship and the playing partnership you had with Mark Garside last year. Obviously, Gary being a veteran and still looking like a rookie, um, you know, it's it's one of those ones where can you tell us what the partnership with Gary brought for you? I mean, I know he's we all know he's steady Eddie, we all know he just does the simple things right, but how did that help you in your first year in Belfast? No, Gary was great for me last year. I thought, you know, from the day one, we clicked pretty well together. We got along pretty well. He took me under his wing at the beginning of the season and, you know, helped me get through the start and what it's really going to be like in this league. And I think Gary is uh, somebody that can't ever be replaced and what he's done for the for the Giants and, you know, who he is and off the ice and everything that he's always been able to do. I think having him last year for my first season to take me in and, Guide me through the first first year highs and lows was, you know, an incredible experience. And again, Matt Foley this year, um, you know, you played the majority of the season, probably since, you know, end of October anyway, onwards um, with Matt. Um, and how, how have you guys got on and obviously on and off the ice? Yeah, it's been great. You know, we communicate a lot on the ice and off the ice, trying to talk about stuff. And, you know, I think we both kind of bought into – what our role is going to be for the team and try and provide however we can. And I think, you know, our chemistry is just built from the first time we got on the ice together and it's been a lot of fun playing with him this year. I think that, you know, obviously we've got next week is the challenge cup final. And, you know, you were, I remember the photograph that I have with you and your dad on the ice after that as well, which was a, <laughs> which, which was a keeper, but, but that spurred on the, the team you success breeds success and it gives you that thirst coming back into a challenge cup uh, final next week you know h- how excited are you for that no i think everybody's very excited myself included you know we're hearing all the buzz about the sellout crowd and everything's just leading up to this game but at the same time we still got games this weekend that we got to focus on and get ready for and you know get through that so that when it comes down to it we're in a good place to win the league again and 
you know, we'll take the Challenge Cup on Wednesday and go to work on Fife and hopefully come out with a good win. We have, we do have a question from Margaret Patterson asking, you know, how do the Giants fans compare to your, the, what you've uh, faced in the past? But of course, you coming in pro, it's uh, it must be it must be great to have this sort of atmosphere in the building. Yeah, best fans in the league, without a doubt, hundred <laughs> percent. But uh, also, we we have this situation where we've got a lot of home games in the stretch coming in towards <laughs> chasing this title. We've gone top of the league. You know, how much of a psychological element is that to you guys? No, I think it's huge coming into the, like we said earlier, the nitty gritty days, be able to be at home and, you know, in front of our fans and also being able to stay at our own, in our own beds and being comfortable, uh, you know, is, is a huge advantage for us. But I also think, you know, we're playing all these home games now at the end of the year because we played so many road games to start the season. And I think that's also just as important, you know, everybody go on the road and getting to know each other pretty well to start the season kind of helps build up to this point now where we have all these home games back to back to back for these uh, games that really mean a lot. Bomber, I love the um, the psychology of that. And and that's probably been, would it be right, Simon, at least 10 years now where in the autumn time we have had long stretches where we've maybe only had a couple of games at home, 10 away, two at home, something like that. Easy. How, how important is that kind of bonding to, to create that team atmosphere for whenever you get into the January, February, March when it's really important? Yeah, I think it's I think it's huge. I, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's a team sport, and everybody's got to be able to get along with each other and work together as one unit. And I think, you know, having those days through the adversity that we faced at the beginning of the season and everything uh, going on the road together and being with a group, it just helps build that uh, camaraderie for later in the season. And then we were just talking earlier before you came on. We were talking about signing Matt McLeod, signing extra guys towards the Fiesco obviously coming in and having when everybody's fit and everybody's well, we should have those couple of extra guys. How important will that be when we look back on the likes of last year when Rayner took the, the bad injury towards the end of the season when Bush had to sit out in the playoffs? You're better looking at these players than looking for them. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, like Kitchy was saying a minute ago, Thorch has done a great job and so has Kiefer. We've really set ourselves up for this last push here. And to bring in these new guys to help out in whatever way they can. And they've been tremendous help so far. And I think when we get down to those playoff games in the end of the season, it's important that we have guys that are next man up and ready to work. Bomber, I just want to finish with, um, you know, we, we, we see how intense Scott Conway is. Now you sit, mm-hmm. you know, two or three lockers away from him. Um, you play with him in Providence. Um, was he the same in college? As he is here, he just wants to win at everything. It doesn't matter what he's doing. And the compete level at practice, the compete level in games, it doesn't matter what he's doing. He just wants to win. You said it right there. Yeah, It's all Cons knows how to do is win. Whether it's on the golf course, playing a board game, playing cards, it's all he ever wants to do. I think it's huge. It helps out everybody when we're practicing. Everybody brings out the best of everybody, you know. Sometimes it can be a good pick-me-up if you're just looking for a good laugh and you just see Khan's going full tilt and you're just wondering what's going through his head. But you just – you know that he's going to bring it up every night and every day at practice and helps build everybody's character and their work ethic for the whole entire team. Have you heard anybody better the chirping guys that's basically skipping? I mean, we all know Taft's a bit of a chirper as well, like, and you get a good you know, close-up view of that. But – I mean, Swans is pretty spectacular with some of the trips he comes off and some of the sallies that he has. Oh, yeah. He's he's always got to have a good – the last line and, you know, make sure everybody sees him front and center. And I think he uh, shines in that spotlight and 
much much rather have him on my side than anywhere else. I just noticed like there's last week you've the two goals in in Guildford. Um, Lewis Hook obviously causes a bit of a melee after his celebration. There's a little bit of a scrum in front. Ben Lake obviously ends up kicked out of the game. Basti scores, gets put to the penalty box for. But see the first goal, if you go back, it might actually be the third goal. Scott Conway stands in front of McCallum and just <laughs> screams at him, just gives him the absolute death <laughs> I love it. and gets nothing. Absolutely love it. So I'm sure Gabe Bast skates in the change room at, at you know in the period they're missing. What, what, have, what have I to do here? But yeah, Cons is we were talking about numbers there, Bomber, just before he came on 91 on the season already, 100 and what did I say, 189, and, and just short shy of two seasons for the Giants. He just and, and he'll be disappointed if he comes off with a game and doesn't score. He's it's like the end of the world for him, yeah. No, 100%. He's an incredible player, and I think you know, 91 points, I'll be lucky to get that in my career. And he's got it in one season. The guy works so hard, he deserves it. and Whenever he's got that puck on his stick, you just can't, guys can't take it away from him. He's able to always find a way through tiny little holes and make plays. And whenever he's got that puck, especially that goal that he gave, assisted on Steve's, you know, everybody's focused in on cons and then he makes a nice pass and always able to make a, dirt, a dirty move on Jonesy's mm. old roomie and put it in the back of the net. It's just, just a couple come Sorry, Patty, I just wanted to touch him on. See this guy up here? Oh, sorry, up, up there. Um, it was hitting the point that I was 393 days since their last goal. Is he? Which way is he there? <laughs> oh, you're right there. You're right there. It was, yeah. It was Davy. It was Davy. The point that I was 393 goals for your first goal this season. Talk us through it. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I try and pride myself on the defensive side of the game, but you know, wherever I can contribute offensively, I try to. And you know, last year I was fortunate enough to get that first one kind of early in the year and get it out of the way quick. This one kind of took a while, but, you know, still got it. It's all that matters. It was a great pass by Steve, and, you know, I was able to find the back of the net finally. But hopefully we can keep rolling after that one and just, you know, provide in whatever way I can on the ice. I was in – I was looking through photographs the other day, and I I, I think you scored exhibition preseason last season and one of the exhibition uh, games before the start of the season. This year or la this year last, last, last year? Last season. Or maybe it was this year. This but I think I you're, I, yeah. yeah, I think your dad's been in in the building a couple of times when you scored goals, hasn't he? So let's you know, let's get Jeff we back. Get, <laughs> we need him over here more often, apparently. Let's get him over more often. You know, it's yeah, funny. I don't, I don't even know if they, I don't even know if they were watching that game when I scored. My my uncles and my aunt or my uncle texted me and was like, "Oh, didn't see your goal. I heard you scored." I was like, "Whoa." Watch every time. <laughs> <laughs> your, your your dad gets some coverage. I, I, I've even got a tweet in here from Neve saying, "Jeff, on a scale of one to ten, how jealous were you when you found out that your dad had met Tyler Sagan and a Wyatt Johnson this year?" <laughs> yeah, no, my dad's. You know, y'all know my dad pretty well. He's a great guy. He meets a lot of people, yeah. and you know, selling cars to some pretty cool people, and it's uh, not a bad gig for him. Not bad I at get, all. I get texts from him every game. <laughs> he texted me, me. I said the bomber after the game on Saturday. Saturday night, um, yeah. he, bomber took a bit of a knock on Saturday evening. He had to leave the game early. I get a text from Jeff Senior going, "Catch his bomber." Is, is Jeff okay? I had to text him. My Jeff, I'm in the middle of comms. He's in the dressing room. I have no idea. I'll ask him <laughs> when get down there. And when I get down there at the locker room, I said the bomber. I said, "Your dad texted me to see how you are." Yeah, yeah. I was just on the phone to him. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The um, call off guard. 
just one, a couple of things just to close out. And one of them is the fact that we spoke there about the new locker, new names and new faces that have come into the locker room, but most notably, none of them defensively. You've lost the fact you you lost the, you know, we've unfortunately we lost um Kevin Ray into retirement through injury. But how much confidence does that put in you that you know that the names that have come in have been forward, that the confidence is in you guys as a defensive unit to see the season through? Yeah, I think, you know, all six of us back there on the back end. We've been playing really well of late and, you know, everybody's clicking together and we're, we're working as a whole entire group and as a, as a unit of six. And I think that's really helping the team forward. And I think that, you know, with these signings, it does build a little bit of confidence for myself and for the rest of the guys. But at the same time, you know, we know that we're those guys that need to step up and make those plays defensively so that when it comes down to it all, that our forwards can just get the puck, put it in the back of the net and guys like Bassey and Will can help out offensively whenever they feel like it. Simon has just corrected me. Of course, Josh Roach has come in, but I see him more as a winger the way that he plays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also, and, you mix and, him up with, and you mix him up with Will Cullen, so it's it's fine. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> and finally, you know, we got the two games this weekend uh, over uh, over Glasgow and um, what could be a dress rehearsal in Fife. How are preparations going? Good. Yeah, uh, you know, we're getting ready mentally, physically, uh, building up just as much as these games are as any other, uh, any other night. And, you know, Kiefer's been saying it for a little while now, uh, great faces. doesn't matter who we're playing against. As long as we show up and we play our game the way that we know we can, we'll be able to put ourselves in a good position to be in a great spot after 60 minutes. Fantastic. Well, listen, good luck this weekend and with the cup final. Yeah. And uh, thanks for coming on and joining us, man. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Have a good night. Thank you. Big thanks to Jeff Baum, who waited quite a while to come on there. So we really appreciate him taking the time to to join us. Right. Some more players to hear from. Simon popped down to training. And, uh, yeah, let's hear what had to happen there. Laker, we're getting into the, the busy part of the season. Coming down the stretch here. 12 games left in the league. A cup final to look forward to and then the playoffs. Um, one game at a time. Dallas goes up next. Yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, we're in a pretty good run of form right now. So... I think we just keep doing what we're doing and um, focus about the next game, obviously Glasgow and then uh, I think Fife and then Fife again the Challenge Cup final. So um, yeah, just take it, take each night as it comes and uh, hopefully we can keep going along. Some chemistry built up over the last few weeks with uh, Lewis Hook and Mark Cooper again and, and uh, once you see that rolling, you, you, you know, it's, it's hard to stop. Yeah, obviously familiar with both guys. Um, played together quite a lot over the last two years so um yeah it's good to, it's always it's always nice to uh to get things clicking um with line mates so i think uh yeah i think we all bring a similar game uh hard work uh strong in the corners and can finish uh, opportunities when we get them so i think as long as we're uh, as long as we're contributing um then uh then that's going to help the team win games in the uh, weekend just passed, obviously we've got a few bodies. Uh, you have a job out there in the back end. Is that where you see yourself being a Mark Dorsey and later in your career type of person? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, just uh, obviously we were down a lot of bodies and um, we needed somebody to fill in. So I was happy to do that. And um, yeah, I don't know if it's, uh, if it's in my future. I don't know if I enjoyed it too much. Come on, cheers, Decker. Four big wins last week, mate. Um, couple of big goals for yourself. Uh, just keep this truck rolling. Yeah, absolutely. That's all it's about. Is you know we're on a bit of, bit of a streak right now, but 
you know, we're in a good position in the league, and but you know, the eyes is obviously you know next Wednesday in the Challenge Cup final. Now, you know, we have two league games to to do this weekend in, in Scotland, which are you know every game is important now. It's like a playoff game. Um, but yeah, like you just said, we just got to keep this truck rolling now. Sunday, Glasgow, um, coming off the of back of an eight-nil defeat in Belfast last week, uh, they'll be hurting. They want to put on a performance on, and I'm sure you expect that. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, every team at home is is a different game, you know. So you know, we have to travel up to Scotland, and um, and we have to kind of, you know, approach every game the same way as if you know, like we do at home, and you know, bring the energy from from the first puck drop. Um, you're wearing white today. Yeah. What's happening? I think we're just doing a little bit of uh, some mini games today, so we're in three teams. Who's in your team? I got Carl. Gar uh, Gary's not skating, but uh, I think Goody's our captain. Uh, Tully, we have a good team. You didn't win? Oh, yeah. Adam, um, a very successful week for you last week. Eight points out of the four games, four tough games, um, a couple of bodies down, especially at the weekend. Uh, you must be really happy as a coaching staff, but very, very happy as a group. Yeah, it was a great week of hockey, obviously one we knew was a potential banana peel there with four games in a week and coming off the break, uh, you know, but I think the players completely understand where we're at in the standings and where we're at in the season. This is essentially a, a, a playoff stretch here. It's just a little different than they're used to in terms of you play the weekend's games and then take a few days off, get ready for the next and you have a different opponent each weekend. So, um, you know, but the guys are, are completely bought in and you know, now we're, we're on the phase of a little bit of rest, and now we're getting back on the ice. This weekend, it's Glasgow and Fife. Um, and yet, though, victory over Glasgow last weekend, you're expecting a different team to face this weekend? Yeah, certainly. I think that uh, it's not the, the Glasgow clan team that we've faced in the past either. We just broke them down. Uh, things didn't go their way, and then I think that they, they were focusing a little bit on the next night. They had a big game against Manchester, so I, I fully expect a, a much better Glasgow team at home, and it's going to be a battle this weekend. Obviously, Fife is playing really well right now as well, and, um, and there's going to be a little bit more uh, drama to that game and what's going to happen on the Wednesday following that, so uh, we're certainly going to have to be at our best this weekend. Um, obviously, if it's something to look forward to in 10 days' time, but you have two big games in between times, um, it's still concentrating on league action. Um, what's the, the body count like? Obviously, you have a couple of bodies down the weekend. Yeah, we're a little light right now. Um, you know, more precaution than anything, I think, at the minute. Uh, and we'll see as of Friday where, where we're at uh, going into the weekend with bodies. Top on, thank you. Top on, thank you. Big thanks to Laker, Lewis Hook, and to Kiefer Andy's Autoplex Customs hat uh, just after Jeff Baum's been on. So big hello to the Baum family. Uh, yeah, and thanks to Simon for popping down and picking those up. Right, a bit of news. Um, <laughs> the main story on the news, what can you think it would be? Hmm. It's that despite holding a two-goal advantage on aggregate going into the final period of the second leg of the Challenge Cup semi-final at home, to the Flyers. Todd Dudium's team fought back and almost beat the Steelers in regulation, but for a last gasp equaliser. Didn't matter though, the Flyers won in the shootout, Mikhail Johansson taking the plaudits and sending Fife to join us next Wednesday at the SSE Arena in what is now a sold-out arena. Um, how shocked were you, David? About what? About the Steelers being knocked out at home. Oh, like that. Didn't really bother me one way or the other. Uh, Steelers, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think the says um, Aaron Fox getting a lot of uh, stick for being a bit of a bottle job. Rightly so. Tighten them up. 
Now, I have to have a wee story to tell you. I got a phone call the night after um, Fife beat them in Sheffield in the first leg uh, from Barry McKenzie. And Barry said to me, he says, hey, Kitchy, can you do us a favour? He says, my, my, my girlfriend and, um, wants to bring the, her and the baby over for the final. Um, and they need to get a, a lift from the airport. Will the baby need, does it need a taxi? Have it need a car seat here? And I said, well, you, it's licensed and you don't need it. To talk about all that. Anyway, um, and I says, love the attitude. He says, we're going to Sheffield to win. So that attitude came out of, that was three weeks before that game, that second leg came, um, and Fife were going to win. And what a comeback. Like, I mean, I was watching it. I had it on my phone. Absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, and th- this is what people are saying. I mean, I haven't seen anybody from the Belfast Giants fan base saying Agreed. that we're going to, you know, the happy days, best thing could ever happen. Fife are going to come in here. We're going to pump a life out of them. Yes, we'll beat them, you know, convincingly in a few games this season. But I'll tell you something. They're not coming here just to make the numbers up. They're bringing nearly 1,000 fans down to Belfast. On a Wednesday night, when everybody else said that it's an absolute waste of time, you can't get here, logistically impossible. What a biggest load of tosh. They're coming in here, and they're coming to win. And if they can go to Sheffield and come back from 3-0 down on the night, they get it back to 3-3 or 3-2, and then obviously win it in the, in the shootout. They can they can get a result in Belfast. So let's not make any mistake sure. about that. Um, Fife are a decent team when they're playing well. Shane Owen gets going. You know he's a good goalie. We know that he's played for us for you know for well three quarters of a season before the the lockdown came. But um, you know the, the Fife Flyers can they they they're capable of beating any team in this league, and they've got to show them the respect they deserve. Fantastic to have them in the final. Um, fantastic for again for the atmosphere that's going to be in the arena next Wednesday night with that fan base. And they will make some noise, believe you me. 100%. I couldn't agree with you more, Simon. And like I said, I think I said on Twitter that my thoughts go back to a Challenge Cup final 10, 20 years ago when we thought that we were going in against the, the, the Irish Scottish Eagles, who'd we comprehensively beaten all season long. We won the league. We comprehensively beaten all season long. And we went into a sold out SSE arena thinking this was going to be a cakewalk uh, the night after we played the Nottingham Panthers. And we got stuffed. And rightly so. And the yeah. Scottish Eagles walked away with it because I don't think that we showed them the respect that we should have done. And uh, and we we will be respecting Fife coming in because when it comes to a final, Davey, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And Simon has, has referenced their, their one key player for me, probably in Shane Owen. Um, you let Shane Owen get hot. He is one of the premium goaltenders in this league. Unfortunately for Shane, um, a few times that he's faced us this season, He's got rattled earlier on, and and we've we've scored bunches, we've scored goals and bunches as as we have in, in several games this season. So you know the key for the game is going to be how both teams come out in that first period. You know if it's going to be a cagey affair, well then that could be the whole way through the game. Or if it opens up in the bit like we talked about in the Guildford flame earlier, if it turns into a bit of a track meet, then then it could go one of two ways. But um, nobody to take lightly in this league, and I, I, I agree with Simon. Haven't heard anybody say this is a foregone conclusion, and it's it's. But at the same time, the next most important game is the Glasgow clan. We'll not be looking to next Wednesday night until next Tuesday night. Absolutely. Um, let's have just a brief look at the standings because something we haven't done. But funny enough, now we're going to look at them. We haven't done it all season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Real Fast Giants at top with uh, 65 points. Guildford have two games on us, split on 63 points. Cardiff, who won tonight against the Clan, are on 62 points. Sheffield, who lost tonight in Manchester, 3-1, are on 61 points. Coventry are more or less going to finish in fifth because they're 11 points behind the Steelers and what's a 14 points ahead of the Storm. Uh, in 36, we have that win tonight. Nottingham Panthers, seventh on 34. Fife. Uh, Fife, Nottingham, Glasgow, and Dundee seem to be in a bit of a battle there. Certainly, Fife and uh, Fife and Glasgow are probably in a battle there for the last playoff spot. Dundee, twenty-four points uh, from forty games at the bottom of the league. I don't think uh, Nottingham are in this playoff spot yet. I think they could get into that. Don't, don't I don't think they. I don't think they've got it wrapped up yet. Not at all, especially not the way they're playing. Agreed. I I think, I think it's going to be a hell of a battle down there. Not one that their fans thought they'd be part of, but <laughs> unlucky. Um, and one last comment is that uh, that Jonathan Phillips in that game, that that unfortunate loss to the Manchester Storm in Aldrium, has uh, racked up his 1,000th EHL game for the Sheffield yeah. Steelers. He'd already got 1,000 games in the Elite League in the 2019-20 season, but this is the 1,000th EHL game. Yeah, ice hockey. Yeah, I know. I'm one of those nice Elite ice hockey league uh, games for the Sheffield Steelers, and that's not to be sniffed at from not just a not just a top quality player with longevity, Davy, but a good lad besides. Yeah, look, um, when you think of him, he'll go down alongside the Tates, the Weavers, the Shields, Gary Garside when he decides to call it a day. All these guys who have been premium British players, not just. I think that's quite condescending, and I know that some of the British guys would feel very condescended by that. Some of the top players that have played in this league, they just happen to be British. Um, to, to suit up a thousand times for one team is absolutely exceptional in any sport. You'd, well, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't. Very, very few sports they do it do it. The likes of the baseball and stuff as well. Baseball, play multiple yeah. games per season. Um, you know, okay. so all all those. What's that, mate? Per day. <laughs> yeah, that's true as well. Two games in a day. But um, absolute congratulations um, fr- from us here in Belfast to to him. It's, a, it's an incredible feat, and I, I hope he feels the urge to, to keep going, as Simon talked about earlier on. He's still contributing, still playing good amount of minutes per night, um, maybe down the lines, not the, the same level he's been playing over the last 20 years. But you know, while he's contributing, he'll want to be hanging in there. He'll be wanting to put the red, white and blue on come the end of the season as well in the World Championships. So how crucial he's been to, the, to that programme over the years as well. And they'll not be looking forward to the day when he calls it a day there. So, but uh, just hearty congratulations to him. I think it's a really, really great feat. Uh, so he gives he gives a rousing speech for the for Team GB as that video showed when it came out. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, he certainly gets guys up for that. And I mean, I mean that, that game was incredible as well. But you know, Davey's already said it. Congratulations to Jonathan Phillips. It's, you know, there's not many times we're very positive about anything Sheffield, um, but this is one that needs to be applauded. It's, you know, for to play a thousand games in any sport, as Davey touched on, and not not even touching on a thousand games for one team, it's an unbelievable achievement. And uh, um, I, I managed to, I've talked to him a couple of times. I spoke to him to get the video for Taft's birthday a couple of years ago, and he couldn't be nicer. His time was. No problem at all. Anything you need, give us a shout. You give me the numbers for quite a few other guys that I need to get in touch with as well. An absolute gentleman. Um, captain of Team GB. Uh, uh, I'm saving you the other thing is Mark Richardson had a 1,000 games. Jonathan Phillips is now 12, whatever it is. 
Matt Myers had a thousand games. Three lads that grew up in Cardiff, all watching the Cardiff Devils, all played for the Cardiff Devils. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's just, it just goes to show. I mean, even when you look back at you Neil Francis and Jason Stone, there's so many, Stevie Lyle, so many good British players have come out of the Cardiff Devils system as well. So, um, fantastic. I didn't I think, see that. What was that at the bottom? I had uh, it was um, I agree with you, and I, I had the opportunity to meet him in in Manchester once, and a really really nice guy, really top guy, and just unfortunate that the thousandth game for the Sheffield Steelers ended as a three one loss to the Manchester Storm. Ah well, right. Belfast Giants play two games this weekend prior to the game next Wednesday, a week today when they'll be taking on the Five Flowers in the Challenge Cup final. One week from now, that game should be over. We'll see how that goes. Um, they're away to the Glasgow clan Saturday at 7pm at Brayhead Arena on clan TV and then they travel down the road to Kirkcaldy to face the Five Flyers in what will be a dress rehearsal for that uh, Challenge Cup final Sunday at 6pm at Five Ice Arena if you're not going over there for that you'll get that on Flyers TV um, and we're just going to move on any other business boys I'm going to start with any other business if that's okay and I just want to say a big congratulations Evan, to, to Dahi McGowan and the family um, a lot of hard work's gone into this and uh, obviously they were in London today with regards to the amendment the parliamentary amendment that is going to push Dahi's law through uh, they were we, we spoke to them the other week and we talked about how devastated he was they were about how you know how it was being held up how disgraceful that was but now it looks like Dahi's law is going to go through so I want to send our heartfelt congratulations to to Dahi and Marcy and family. Just to everything that's that's went through with that, and um, and it's just right that that's happened. Absolutely, hundred percent, David. Or probably sorry, you're hundred percent right. It's fantastic news. Any other business boys? Yes. Um, oh, do you want to? I well, mine's 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 on the lighter end of things. Um, I've seen comments on tonight, and I've seen comments right from Saturday. Miley Axon, age ten came on to Odyssey Ice at the weekend and skated during one of the period breaks, did a little bit of figure skating, um, really engaged the crowd, was almost flawless and seemed to really love it. And just congratulations here. Must be a really big thing to do at 10 years old, uh, a sold-out arena. So hopefully we'll get to see more of that kind of stuff in the future. So congratulations, Miley. I have a couple of things. Bear with me, boys. Firstly, um, can't wait to have Laura Small back. She's been out of action uh, injury reserve here the last 10 days um, and being missed in the office. So work wife, get better soon. Um, OSC are holding a bowling event next Wednesday night. Sorry, Tuesday night. No, it's not. Tuesday the 7th, not next week. I was going to say, it can't be next Wednesday night, mate. Tuesday the 7th of, of March. March. Sold out in 20 minutes. Just unbelievable. You know, so many, so many thanks to the OSC committee and the OSC members. Fantastic. Um, decathlon last night, 350 Giants fans turned up to get uh, autographs of some of the boys that turned up last night. And on Sunday night after the game, we held a signing session on the bridge. All the boys were there, Barwell, Colin and Tyler saw here were feeling under the weather. Um, and believe it or not, the, from the bridge going anti-clockwise was the whole way around. The cube was the whole way around the McCool's bar. Insane. And the boys stayed and did absolutely everybody in the queue. Um, so we're there for nearly two hours signing autographs. Brilliant. Just fantastic absolutely brilliant Wonderful. and finally thank or sorry congratulations to pizza guys uh we were one of our partners who became the number one takeaway in the uk last night oh did we win a prize we won the national prize for the best takeaway 
Fantastic. I'm, 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 I'm flying home and uh, it's only around the corner from where my mum and dad live. I'll be popping down to get one. Sort of like, so congratulations I, to you. You have to try. Um, I, I'm, I'm saying it from a friend, um, but you have to try the Nutella dough balls. They're unbelievable, allegedly. Oh, I saw Smallsy's Instagram or whatever earlier on. She got her hands on some balls earlier. So uh <laughs> I had to go and drop mine. I had to go and drop them off for her. Oh, you did you were the delivery man, were you? Delivery man, yeah. <laughs> and on that note. But no, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. And yes, uh get well soon to Laura. Um, is that a place? Are we done? Those, those two games, as I said, this weekend, away to the Glasgow Clan Saturday at 7 p.m. in Brayhead. If you're not going over to that, Clan TV is where you'll get it. And then the Five Flyers Sunday at 6 p.m. at Five Ice Arena. Get that on Flyers TV. Big thanks to Jeff Baum for joining us. Big thanks to Davey for sorting out all the videos. Big thanks to you, Simon, for getting the uh, the, the, the interviews down at training and the likes of that. Um, you can get us on at AVFTB on Twitter, on Facebook, kingdomofthegiants.com, podcast at kingdomofthegiants.com. Gary Crook still sending the, the, the Viaduct uh, emails. Keep them yep. coming, Gary, right to the end of the season. <laughs> um, you can get us on Anchor FM, YouTube, Twitter, and uh, uh, Facebook, and Spotify, and all that sort of stuff. Thanks, gentlemen. Good to see us. We've got one more show before the, uh, the Challenge Cup final, so we'll see you next Tuesday. Excuse me. And uh, <laughs> wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. Podcast Network.